What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Friday edition of the SB Nation NFL Show. I am Rob Stats Guerrero from Niners Nation. Happy to be joined by Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation and reluctantly to be joined by RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys, who has chosen violence on this Friday because he's showing up wearing a Houston Astros jersey with another jersey in the background, which he knows his team is driving the dagger into my Mariners. So thanks a lot, RJ. And you know what? I'm not even going to let you talk. BLG, That's right. how you doing? Well, Stats, I kind of have a bone to pick with you because you said the Phillies weren't going to beat the Cardinals. You're the baseball guy here. And you didn't believe in the Phillies, but I always did. So now I have to make the change to my Phillies hat to oh, some good vibes and going boy. to the game, struggling to put the hat on. It's not a big deal. Everybody's going nice... choosing violence this morning. What's that? Everybody's choosing violence this morning. What's going on? I mean, you came at the Phillies, so it's only right that I get back. You know what, you with that. Brandon? I think Stats is jealous because our teams have a win in the division series, right? Like, I don't think mm-hmm. anyone whose team does not have a win in the division series should be allowed to speak. I don't think anyone who's wearing a peanut butter colored sweater should be allowed to speak either. Um, and both of those things apply to Rob Stats Guerrero or RSG, uh, as I found out before the show, you sometimes go by Stats. First of all, this is a Henley. Second of all, shut up. I want to remind everybody we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, I feel like for the past two Thursdays, we've said, you know what? We're not going to talk about Thursday night football because the game is terrible. But for the past two Thursdays, something has happened at the end of the game that is compelling us to talk about the dreck that we saw the commanders get the 12 to seven win over the bears. The two most interesting things in the game to me, first of all, Al Michaels telling the world, not by accident, I might add that Daniel Snyder should sell his football team. And then after the game, Ron Rivera dropping all sorts of expletives in the post game press conference, trying to convince people that Daniel Snyder didn't force him to acquire Carson Wentz. BLG, you've got more Carson Wentz experience than anybody on this show, so I go to you first. What's your reaction to Rivera's rant after the game? Um, Well, first on the whole Snyder point, I think that was a very salient point by you in terms of um, Jeff Bezos owning Amazon, the gaming on Amazon, uh, Bezos being connected to buying an NFL team. And Bezos Washington. writing checks to Al Michaels, by the way. That's you know where Al's money's coming <laughs> exactly. from. Right that's now. what I mean. Yeah. So like that's probably not totally accidental. That's a really good call out by you and something I didn't see like on Twitter enough. So uh, maybe you should tweet that out, stats. But uh, I did. Oh, I didn't pay attention. Ooh, uh, <laughs> this is a bad moment for y'all's friendship. Wow. I mean, it's fine. I don't need to see every tweet. Um, yeah. I mean, 
I this game was meaningless. It didn't like mean anything really at all. It's it, you know like I, I was thinking a feel good win. This is the exact opposite. It's like a feel bad win. It's also a feel bad loss. No one feels good after this one. Um, Rivera defending Carson Wentz so much, and it leaking in that report from ESPN about how it's Snyder who wanted Rivera. It does seem a little blame shifty to me that it's like oh Dan Snyder wanted him, and it kind of washes the coaching staff's hands too clean a little bit to me. But at the same time, it's really weird that like Rivera gets so up worked up about that among all the other accusations that were going on in that article. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what it means. I I do know that Carson Wentz cannot play anymore. Wow. Uh, st- stats earlier this week on um, in y'all's gauntlet, you and KP and Justice talked about obviously a lot of things. But when talking about the Jets, you brought up something I think we all agreed on. Uh, when Robert Sala had his receipts comment, it was very like. Oh man, this is like the beginning of the end, right? Like, like you're you're reaching yeah. for straws. And credit to Robert Sala, like he has dug in and, and impressed all of us, proven all of us wrong. Um, this is that, like this this is in that box. Um, I think that Ron Rivera gaslit himself. Um, you know, like because this week, he, like Ron's acting like y'all are making this big deal. Ron, you said what you did this week. Nobody forced you to like create this controversy around Carson Wentz. Like Ron is is I, I'm so out. I've never been in on Ron Rivera, the football coach. Love Ron Rivera, the person. Would love to vacation with his family. Uh, fantastic human being, you know, whatever. But this is really, like, I, like BLG, you mentioned, like, like bad, big loser. And this is just lame. Like, this is lame and awkward and, and tense and gross. Like, nothing about this franchise feels comfortable or good in any way, shape, or form. They're the, like, Thursday night football team. They should be the only team that has to play on Thursday night football from now on. These last two games have been pathetic, and I'm sad that we've had to watch them and talk about them. Um, I do want to say, Stats, a coincidence between last Thursday night and this this most recent one. Uh, the quarterback play was awful. The winning team started with the letters C-O, Colts and Commanders. Um, also, it was the winning team's second win of the season. Uh, the winning team scored exactly 12 points, and the losing team had an orange, blue, and white color scheme in the Denver Broncos and Chicago Bears. But uh, Ron Rivera, the biggest loser of them all. Also, like, miss me with the, like, oh, like what a leader walking out like you know huffing and puffing and walking that's not a leader like that's a a a whiner like you know what i mean like deal with the mess ron like everybody hypes him up as this like oh ron can can restore the culture leaving the press conference is not that it is running from the problem i'm not in on this at all i have to say i'm really i've soured on ron rivera i mean why react after that game like you lost like you won the game right and like Uh, yeah it was a sloppy game whatever you still won the game. And if you're Washington, you should have focused on that. His response should have been, hey, look, you can talk trash about him all you want. You don't like him, whatever. You think the owner picked him. What we care about is winning football games. And we found a way to do that tonight. That's how he should have responded. I feel like that's how Carolina Panthers' Ron Rivera would have responded to this situation. I think there's so much crap swirling around that franchise now that it's affecting everybody. It's seeping in. It's like the fog coming in through the windows. Like you can't escape it. Yeah, I made this point uh, astutely, if I may say so myself, on the first of two NFC mixtape episodes we did this week. RJ, you know this because you were coming at me about Riverboat Ron. And why He's not I, even Riverboat Ron anymore. Like that, that name needs to yeah, be like dumb. retired. Yeah. But whatever. I was saying it tongue in cheek. Anyway. Uh, like I said to you, like, yes, I, I'm not for I'm all I mean, all for blaming him. I'm not trying to advocate any blame. I'm not trying to take any blame. Advocate. I don't know. I'm trying to use a word there that I don't abdicate abdicate. I'm not trying to take blame off of him. 
but it's just like that's not the solution it's not like okay washington commanders get a new head coach everything's fine no it's like so clear and obviously we've known this going into the season we've known this for a long time but it's just tiring to me how much attention gets put on the head coach and you know i don't know what they can do in terms of getting dan snyder out of there but we all know that's the real issue and any caring about anything else in the meantime is just a waste of time you're caring like washington commander stands coming into the season acting like anything good was going to happen or just lying to themselves and they probably know that too and part of that's just what you have to do at some level because you can't force the owner out as you hope you can but uh yeah it's just it's a waste of time until if snyder is there it's a waste of time i agree with everything that you said However, I agree with something you said a moment ago in stats. I think this is where maybe you're kind of coming around. Look, we all agree. Dan Snyder sucks. There's nobody here that's like caping for Dan Snyder in any way, (laughs) shape or form. Like that's an understood common denominator here. But that does not completely abdicate or absolve Ron Rivera from blame or from fault. Like you can't just be like, well, the owner sucks. Like what's he supposed to do? No, he's supposed to be a functional head coach in the NFL. Ron, like. We all have sat here and trashed Carson Wentz, although none of us to the degree um, that Chris Ballard or Frank Reich did in their fraudulent ways over the offseason. But (laughs) that being the case, Ron Rivera stats to your point. He should have said whatever you said. That's fine. But he came out and like again was like, I'm the one I watched all of his tape in Indianapolis. I combed through the analytics. Okay, Ron, then where the L? This is yours. Like, I I don't think that it's it's unfair. (laughs) I agree. But uh, well, he had like a higher like, you know, no, UIAR than other, whatever. But anyway, like, um, like it's unfair to the process for anyone to be like, see, like Ron was saddled with Carson Wentz. No, like that, like even if that's true, Ron is the head coach. He's supposed to be this guy who has a lot of sway in the organization. Like we cannot just always placate blame wherever we want to and say, well, this is all on Dan Snyder. No, like Ron Rivera deserves all of the fault for the football operations as far as how dysfunctional they are as a team playing the game of football that's on ron rivera i understand that dan snyder is a factor in that but ron was supposed to be the guy that's supposed to be able to overcome it like in some way dan snyder's a shield stats for for blame i I think that ron rivera is benefiting from a shield for the shield i think it's fair i think yeah there's plenty of blame pie to go around in this one and ron rivera and daniel snyder should both be eating that pie and and for rivera to to puff out his chest like i'm the one that picked carson wentz like congrats dude you're two and four (laughs) Like you picked the quarterback that threw for less than a hundred yards last night. So like, yeah, props to you, I guess. I, you know, it's just a weird, it's a weird thing. And I agree. It stinks for commanders fans. Cause there's no, the worst thing in sports is when you have no hope. That is it. Even if you're bad, if you can pin your hopes on something, like if you're a bears fan, the team is not good. At least you can try to be hopeful that Justin mm. Fields is developing. Now that doesn't mm. seem to be happening, but there's hope there, right? You think that maybe there could be hope. There's no hope <laughs> in Washington. There's none whatsoever. And there hasn't been. And that's the sad thing because that's a good fan base there. It really is. When that stadium is rocking and they're good, that is a very intimidating mm. place to play. Uh, Unfortunately, when it just hasn't, hasn't what, been good. Like, for what a are long you talking time. about? When when is when is the time? That you mentioned like when in the 20 rg3 was winning the rookie of the year in 2012 okay so one year um in 25 yeah <laughs> that it, it's all worked. i did want to add one more point i'm sure you've both seen the is it the the pro uh bowler not in the nfl world like the actual like uh 
game of bowling that has the like, who do you think you are? I am line. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Pete oh, yeah. that. That, yeah. that was Ron's like whole press conference on Thursday night. Like that, that's basically <laughs> what that was in my mind. Like it was the Pete weirdest, Weber. it was the weirdest flex of all time to your point stats. Like you guys see that quarterback out there. I picked him. <laughs> right. Okay, cool, dude. I'll take Cooper rush. We probably should talk about the Bears quickly or Justin Fields of it all. Take your victory lap, Brandon. I mean, I just like here it comes. Well, the idea again that I'll keep it brief that the Bears like outsmarted everyone, very silly, uh, given Ryan Pace's specific quarterback history before Justin Fields. But like even more than that, I'm, I'm still seeing a lot of oh, he's not getting any help. And you know what? That's somewhat true. Obviously, more than one thing can be true. I mean, you saw it last night. He was Justin Fields was let down. There's that fourth down drop. I mean, he's still short of the sticks anyway, so I don't know if it's definitely a first down conversion if he catches it there. Um, I, you know, the, the muffed punt, obviously a big deal, which ended up leading to Washington going ahead. Uh, lack of maybe a pass interference penalty in there. Uh, the drop or Darnell Mooney bobbling the catch. Sure, absolutely. Um, although I will say it's funny to me that he played like relatively well. His best, actually, his best passer rating in his career thus far against the Vikings last week. And it's like, yeah, Justin Fields is awesome. He's turning a corner. Those are all the headlines. And it's like, well, doesn't this prove the point that he could be reasonably playing better than he has this season? Not like to say he needs to be awesome every week, but couldn't he be better than what he is? That has been my thing. If you're Justin, if you're a Bears fan, you're not asking Justin Fields to drag you to, you know, a deep postseason run, but you're asking him at the very least to make the most of what he's got. And I don't think you can say he's made the most of what he's got over this season. It's all bad. I'm I'm rooting so hard for Matt Eberflus. I love him. Uh, but like, does Matt Eberflus look like the most generic head coach in the NFL? I mean, I don't know about that, but I think he, he does. He is he's an awesome coach. He's an awesome person. I would love to see this work out. It's hard to see that happening. Um, and you can argue like this wasn't their guy, whatever. I do feel like I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields were at the same place when this season began. But they have become the opposite ends of that spectrum sure. over over the course of this season. Like Hertz has become this evolved passer. Again, he was already significantly ahead of Fields, like when the season began. And like Fields has regressed. Like he, he is all, like his biggest plays are like, you know, runs. Like that that run he had to put them in field goal range, obviously, late last night. Um, I mean, but that's it. Like this do you it like Stats, how did your team lose to these dudes? Like, I like when, when this dude drops back to pass, it's like, cool, throw the ball. I dare you. I mean, like, are you at all afraid of him throwing anywhere at any time in, in any moment? No. And I ask myself that every time I see the Bears play. I mean, it was the monsoon, and literally he made two plays the entire game, one of which happened to be a 50-yard touchdown to Dante Pettis. Mm. Revenge of Dante Pettis. Um but I still think, you know, he's got 16 starts in his career, Justin Fields. I think it takes longer than that to know for sure whether or not a guy can play. Now, he's he's getting to the point where he's got to start to show something. But I feel like give him. I still want to give him a little more time. New coach, new system there. That That's a factor, too. But I just want to point out, and I have to do this because I cover the Niners for a living. People are not hammering Justin Fields, I feel like. I disagree with that. And he's played 16 <laughs> stars. Yeah, Brandon has hammered him from day one. Right. Like, what are you but, talking about? <clears throat> excuse me. Nationally, I feel like he's not getting hammered. I agree with that. Trey Lance has less than 15 quarters, and he's been hammered. I think that's a little weird. I'm just going to say that. Stats, I have one last thing. Uh, so Brandon and I did two NFC's mixtapes this week. Obviously, it's Cowboys-Eagles week. Uh, the second one was a live show. I saw you I retweeted saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, stats. Stats, stats sees your tweets, Brandon. Apparently not the other way around. That's uh, true. 
but yeah, more um, important. It's fine. we had a comment <laughs> in our live stream on Thursday night. We did it when this game started and somebody didn't tell us to ask you, but they, they mentioned you. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, did you think that the helmets that the bears were wearing are the same color as peanut butter? No, but again, there are that's, different that was, shades of orange. Uh, like I, this is not a hot take. Although I have it, nobody agreed with you. Literally, I've, not a soul agreed. I have with you. one last quick thing on Fields, like about the you know not getting enough help point. Got to help yourself too, dude. Like when you have a wide open tight end in the end zone, you overthrow him. It's a big deal. Like that's the game right there. When it comes down to the you know final score, like that could have been the game. Not ideal for the Bears. They are still scrambling. Uh, congrats, I guess, to the Commanders. They're two and four yeah. on the year, and who knows what's going to happen with them. All right. Pick me. One, two, three. Pick one. On three. Pick three, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's, before we get to our break, let's do our pick three, which is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. You know you're going to bet, so use code SBNFL. You get a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. One, one, and one for us last week when it comes Mm. to our locks of the week. BLG, you are the leader Right now at four and one on the year, RJ, right, you baby. are two and three, and I am one, two, and two, pushing. It's really for the one second and four straight week. So, BLG, I, the floor is yours. Where are you going? And you're, I want to go last. Lock. I get to decide when I want to go, I think, because I did the best. All right, RJ, decide, you are decide who wants to go first between us. He should get to decide the whole order. Uh, I will take RJ, you can go. That's that's mm. than me. Mm. Well, I thought about going a number of different directions here. Um, but. I have decided to go with a team that is four and one, getting not a lot of credit. In fact, probably the least discussed four and one team in the NFL at the moment. And their lone loss is to what many people believe is the best team in the NFL. So kind of an impressive thing. And they get to go up against a rookie quarterback making his first start ever in the NFL. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. I cannot believe it's only three points. That's kind of disrespectful um, to this Vikings offense that we know uh, can certainly hit different gears. I don't trust my, I mean, the, the Dolphins just got blown out by the Jets. Like, I mean, and I, I say <laughs> that, you know, not trying to completely disrespect the Jets, but if the Jets can do it, give me Minnesota by three. I am uh, undefeated in locks this season when taking the Vikings. So I will do it again and I will be very happy about it. I like that, RJ. I give you a little credit for that. I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus eight and a half against the Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. And I know I said at the beginning of the year that the Pittsburgh Steelers usually aren't terrible. Guess what? I was wrong. They're terrible, like terrible. And I think that people are kind of blinded by, oh, they're the Steelers, you know, like they've got a lot of equity built up. No, they're just not good. TJ Watt not being there has completely left that defense. It's a shell of itself. They've lost four straight games. They got blown out 38 to three by the bills they've lost to the jets the browns like what what is there to hang your hat on if you're a Steeler fan right now that you think they're going to beat tom brady and the new england patriots there's absolutely nothing by the way brady pretty good in pittsburgh in his career so i have no problem i know it's a higher number than maybe a lot of you are comfortable with get comfortable with it bucks minus eight and a half over the steelers Steelers have the worst point differential in the NFL, so not a crazy pick, but I, I I am a little nervous about the spread. I think the Bucks will win, but Bucks have a little shaky. Almost blew it against Atlanta last week before that obviously garbage call. So I don't fully trust in them, but 
a team I fully do trust in in my there lock we of the go. week. And you you know, look, hey, I'm four and one. Uh, I have the best record here. So you can guarantee that the Philadelphia Eagles are not only going to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football, mm-hmm. but they're going to beat them convincingly. And they're going to cover the spread that has gone up to six and a half points. Take the birds, baby. Cooper ooh, Rush, ooh, ooh. really. We're talking about Cooper Rush coming into Philadelphia to the link to this raucous crowd. Cooper Rush has not turned the ball over yet. You think that's going to last? You think that's going to be sustainable? Eagles defense is going to shut him down. And the Eagles offense is going to find a way to put up points and yardage against this Cowboys defense that deserves a lot of credit for playing well. But Demarcus Lawrence likes to say that we don't know how good Jalen Hurts is because they haven't played the Cowboys yet. Well, I would posit that we don't know how good the Cowboys defense is because they have not played the Eagles offense yet. Eagles, Mm -hmm. lock them in. Uh, Stats, I would just like to say that this is the same Cooper Rush that BLG himself has locked up twice. Now it's like this, like, oh, my gosh. No, Cooper was Rose I right about those picks? Also, this is the was same I right Eagles team picks? that he refused to lock up for at least take from a spread. Was I right about those all picks? the way up until last week? So was I wrong again, when I picked this, the Eagles straight up? Contradictory in two different ways. That's all I was right about the Cooper Rush picks against the spread. And I was not wrong about picking the Eagles straight up. These are conflicting ideas. That's all I I'm mean, saying. when he's at the top of the standings, RJ, it's kind of hard to argue with him. We'll see how those picks turn up. Let's go to our same game parlay now. Bengals in Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Guys, we've got some work to do. None of us are over. Oh, that's um, (laughs) sorry. I'm reading the wrong thing. We we have work to do regardless, though, because we were terrible (laughs) last week. Bengals, Ravens, all three of our picks were wrong. This week is Cowboys, Eagles, as I should have noted, as we were literally just talking about. (laughs) BLG, you and me are two and three. RJ is one and four. (sighs) So, okay. We got to hit one of these. Let's go here. We got to step up our game. BLG, you first. What's your same game parlay pick? So I'm going to go with a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Obviously, that's rushing, um, not, uh, or I guess receiving in theory, but not throwing the ball, not passing touchdown, non-passing touchdown. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts has scored at least one rushing touchdown in four out of five games this year. He has six in these five games total. It's a pretty good bet. The Eagles have been unstoppable on quarterback sneaks. Um, so a pretty decent bet. And as RJ can attest to, the Cowboys, uh, they only played really one mobile quarterback this year, one big running threat in Daniel Jones. He did not find the end zone, but he had a lot of success on the ground, relatively speaking, 79 yards. So I think Jalen Hurts could be a factor in this game with his legs. So I like the Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. I'm going to piggyback off of that since my parlay pick also involves Jalen Hurts. I'm going over 34 and a half rushing yards. Yep. He's done it against the Cowboys before on the ground. I think the Cowboys are going to put some pressure on him. Even though I like the Eagles offensive line, I still think the Cowboys can get pressure on him. I think that's going to cause him to run maybe a little bit more. I don't think this is a very high number at all. He could get this on three to four rushing attempts in the entire game. So I agree with your pick, BLG. I think he is going to score a rushing touchdown. I think he's also going to hit this rushing yard over. I know we're banking a lot on Jalen Hurts, but I think it's a safe bet for each of us. So that's where I'm going. Um, I like yours a lot, stats, particularly because of the odds. Minus 350, like you're looking out for the listener. Brandon, yours a bit bold. You did not mention plus 750. So you're asking, you know, people to really, you know, let's like let's make some money. You know what I mean? Like we're here to like make a big profit, you know? And so in that sense, I think this Cowboys offense, I'm not saying I believe in it in any way, shape, or form. If Cooper Rush is starting, if you follow my tweets, you know that I have disparaged uh, the idea of Cooper Rush, which is an unfortunate reality, but you have to do that to keep all these DAC haters in check. Um, however, 
the Cowboys offense has sputtered in ways that are very not easily correctable, but obviously correctable. Last week, their first offensive possession, they started at the Los Angeles 20-yard line. Couldn't punch it in. They had a missed extra point because there was some miscommunication with their new snapper on their defensive touchdown. I mean, they've had big-time drops from CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup. The offense is still kind of coalescing and coming together. And I'm again, I'm not saying they're about to you know drop 50 points on the birds and win and blah, 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 all this stuff. I'll get to the game. But over 23 and a half points feels safe, feels mm. doable at the odds. I like the odds. Minus 300. Again, I'm here to like swing a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm not here to just take this easy layup. I want the three point shot. I want I want to, you know, I want to reward our listeners. They listen to our show. I love them very much. I want to give them something that they can look for, something they can make some money off of. It's you know, we got holidays coming up. You're going to have to buy some gifts. Let's get something in the bank and let's start looking forward. Eagles allowing just 16 offensive points per game this year. Yeah, yeah well, I was going to ask you, BOG, if the if the Eagles allowed more than twenty three and a half points, would you be disappointed? Especially if it comes on offense. Yeah, you know, if there's a yeah. defensive turnover in there, then okay, that's not. But they great, all but count like, for the purposes of this bet. You know, yes, what I mean? what I'm saying, like, but the, yes, but Stats was asking, would I be disappointed if, sure. if the Cowboys only put up sixteen offensive points? I'd be like, no, that's a decent showing. Yeah, sure. Again, just context though, and to to that point, the Cowboys defense scored on their first possession last week, and. There is a suspect area of this Eagles team, and it is special teams. The Cowboys have a dynamic return man in Cavante Turpin. Any points matter here. Yep, sure. And special teams can go a long way. You get a big return that cuts down the distance you've got to drive, obviously, down the field. Uh, All right. Well, there you go. Cowboys over 23.5 points. Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown scorer, and Jalen Hurts over 34.5 rushing yards. That is our same game parlay. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will fly through all the games in week number six. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Back here on the SB Nation NFL show, we are going to give you our thoughts on every single game unless... One Mm. of us gets zapped, in which case, if one of us zaps the other, you cannot give any thoughts on the game. You have to simply give your pick and move on. We each get one zap. 
Let's go. Let's get right into it. Ravens at the Giants. This is a fascinating game because I feel like everybody is going to use this as the measuring stick for the Giants. Are they for real? If they can beat the Ravens this week, I think they will win over a lot of fans, RJ. The Giants are getting five and a half points. Um, that's a lot. And I think the Giants offense looks a little bit more full of life than we maybe would have thought. Like, you know, I think this this isn't as hollow of a four and one team as I think the 30,000 for perspective offers. Um, however, you know, kind of like we talked about the Cowboys or I talked about with the Cowboys in their offense, like just, you know, some obvious dots they can connect and, and just make themselves a little bit better. Lamar Jackson, not his best game last week. I feel like he had like 150 yards of missed throws to begin that second half. <laughs> Those things will click eventually. And so I do think this is a very comfortable Ravens win. I say that with no disrespect to the Giants. I think, you know, this is to your point stats that like you're not quite there yet game for the Giants. I mean, they've, they've played very over their head so far and kudos to them. Brian Dable, very clearly the guy, but I will take Baltimore and do so with a lot of gusto. I think the Giants have a chance to cover, but um, I like the Ravens to win, obviously. Giants, to RJ's point, they're a respectable team now. I think that cannot be denied. I think they're I think we can actually comfortably maybe say they're a playoff team in part because the NFC is so bad. And also you look at their schedule stats. The NFC is terrible. Like look at the rest of the the conference stats is making a face for the audio listeners. (laughs) Uh, And also look at the Giants remaining schedule. Like, you know, they have winnable games. They still get to play Washington twice. Like they have winnable games on their schedule still. Uh, And they're four and one. So um, I'm not saying they're locked in, but like they, they very well could be a wild card team. So I think they're, that's the kind of quality team they are. They're like, decent kind of reminds me of last year's eagles especially in the second half where like they beat up on the bad teams but then they didn't look like they belonged at all with the good teams. so i think that's kind of what we're going to see here so i'll take the ravens to cover yeah they're competent which is obviously a big step forward for them over the past few years because they haven't been competent but i think the ravens are going to win if you are going to beat the ravens you're going to do it through the air that's where their defense is vulnerable the giants passing attack it stinks they got receivers out all over the place daniel jones ain't it um, so I don't think the Giants are going to be able to have as much success moving the ball as maybe they've had in recent weeks. I do agree. I think Lamar is going to get back on track. So I will take the Ravens in this one and I will give the points. Let's stay with the New York teams. The Jets are in Green Bay to take on the Packers. Green Bay is favored by seven and a half points coming off a bad loss to the Giants themselves. RJ, where are you going? This is a battle of the sideways oval logos uh the only other one in the nfl of course your 49er stats i hate that i hate them so much it's not a real logo it's just a badge that's all it is it's a crest um so sorry but at least the jets have a little bit going on the packers and the niners just have letters um so that's stupid uh in my humble so the jets, anyway ag uh, uh nb oh agnb right agnb yeah, oh guys no breaks uh, um I like the jets to cover i i mean like i loved the conversation y'all had in the gauntlet stats i mean i think kp's right like they have and, and Justice was the one who said they have three receivers who are better than anybody that the Packers have. And so, okay, you got Aaron Rodgers, but, like, is that really anything to, like, feel as good as you normally feel about right now? No. I mean, like, this Packers team is in a real, like, sus mode. Like, I, this is, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I would say I hate to see it, but I obviously don't. Um, this is, like, we, we talk so much about, like, Nairis. You could see this as, like, the tipping point, right? Like, you know, what what was it, uh, BLG, Pryerson? Prior to this season, since 2017, the New York teams, the Giants and Jets were tied for the most losses in the NFL. Like it would yep. be like, you know, like Armageddon type implosion for the Packers to lose to them in back to back weeks and just kind of mm. like have all everything unfold. Point. I'm going to take the Packers to win. Um, I'm not wow. that confident, but I will take the Jets. Actually, no, I, I took the Jets to win in our SB Nation expert pick. So um, 
Yeah. Forget what I said the last 10 seconds. Jets, baby. They at the very least cover. I feel very confident in that. I love this core. I don't know that I love the quarterback, but I love everything else. I think the Jets might be the like the the Broncos of this past offseason. Not that that mm-hmm. materialized, but you know what I mean? Like the, the hot spot for like the would-be quarterback to go. Like if Lamar Jackson doesn't get a deal done in Baltimore, wouldn't Lamar Jackson in this offense be a lot of fun? I love this Jets offense. They're going to franchise Lamar. Okay, but you get my point. Like again, they 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 would be the spot like for somebody to use as like the threat. Like I want to go here, I want to go there, wherever. The way Aaron Rodgers did the Broncos and that Russell ultimately went. To. And who's the GM for the Jets? Former Ravens executive uh, Joe Douglas uh, mm. wasn't there with Lamar, but still, still some Ravens influence there. Uh, yeah, but when we talk about the Jets, I just Zach Wilson, man, I don't I don't see it. I know it's not the only factor, but like I don't feel good about it, and I don't feel good about the Packers, but. If I'm looking at it like Aaron Rodgers versus Zach Wilson, I think I'm going to have to take Aaron Rodgers. So do I feel inspired and amazing about this? No, I don't. I would not like to bet this game at all, actually. I would stay away from this one. But if I have to pick, which I do, it's part of the show, I'll take the Packers. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Yeah. You're in the icebox, BLG. (sighs) Because I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets. The icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. It's your your voice saying that you're in the icebox, but it's not even you. (laughs) It's crazy to me, but I got to tell you, Justice was shook on the Wednesday show. He was legitimately worried about this game. Sure. You know, I I know that there were, I think it was Jair Alexander said, well, if we lose next week, then I'll be worried about the defense. Aaron Rodgers (laughs) did not like that. I would call him out a little bit. Yeah. Like there's just weirdness going on with the Packers. There was that report that Aaron Rodgers is going to definitely retire after the season. I don't know that everybody's all in there. And justice's big criticism is, that Rodgers does not trust his wide receivers and is not running the offense, which is crazy to me because he's won the MVP the last two seasons. Run the day of offense, dude. But it's bad vibes right there with the Packers. Good vibes for now with the Jets. I'm taking the Jets to win outright, and I'll take the seven and a half points. How did the Packers, first of all, not do a better job of keeping Devontae Adams in-house? And if, okay, so he's gone, whatever. You have other options. How did they not trade for A.J. Brown? They had two first-round picks. Yep. I think the two answers to that are one and Devonte just wanted to go to the Raiders, right? Like did, did y'all like the new, by the way, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw were on the same little league team together is that Derek Carr and Devonte Adams I mean, were teammates old, in college. Like, yes. I know. I'm, I'm just saying like, we, I hate when like national broadcasts like parachute in and then have to tell the stories that like have been told a thousand times that happened this past week. I'm on the night football. So I think that's the answer. Like I don't fault the Packers for that. Cause like, Hey, he just wanted to leave, but you're sure, right. But like, saying, how, Yeah. AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown, Tyree Kill, like pick one. You know what I mean? Like, especially do something, literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> but the answer to that is like, hello, the last two years of their franchise have been like, had this like Aaron Rodgers shaped cloud hanging over them. Like, that, you know, you think like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like Aaron Rodgers is a bad teammate, but like, would you want to sign up to go do that in like well, the Siberia of the NFL in Green Bay? No. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's been a difficult variable to work with, I would imagine. It's that and the hubris, though, of the Packers who like don't we don't need to make big moves. We can just draft everyone and we're fine. We don't need good receivers. Aaron Rodgers will make them good. Like part of it's the organizational hubris as well. And the nostalgia. Like we'll just bring Randall Cobb back. We got Cobby. Like we'll we'll just bring all the guys Aaron Rodgers Rodgers, But yes. But if it's saying like we'll just bring back all the guys that Aaron likes and has nicknames for. We'll just be 2011 Packers again. Yeah. Not McCarthy's going to beat them. It's going to be epic. I mean, if he doesn't. mm, Look. (laughs) 
All right, so there we go. I can't believe BLG's in the icebox, but there you go. Next up, the Vikings are in Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are getting mm-hmm. three points. I've been ping-ponging back and forth on this one, BLG. Where are you going? I will take the Vikings. I mean, the Dolphins are starting. Skylar Thompson, right? Yeah. Right. So, like, okay, what are we doing here? He's <laughs> <laughs> like a rookie who actually did look decent in the preseason. So I was interested to see what he would look like coming in last week. But, and, you know, it was tough. He's coming in during the game. I'm sure there might be a difference having actually a full week to prepare and actually take full starters reps and everything. Still, uh, I don't like where the Dolphins are with their quarterback situation. That was a big deal, uh, why I believed in them. And they do not have their starter right now. So I'm going to go with RJ's lock of the week. I'll take the Vikings. Stats, I mean, my thoughts on the Vikings are very well clear, but, like, would you agree that the Dolphins have had the, like, most massive shift in energy or vibes? And obviously, for, like, serious non-football reasons, the, the mm-hmm. Tua, you know, situation, but, like, that that feels like this this thread that unraveled a lot of things. Like, you joked about the ping-pong thing. So, the full story, if I'm correct, is the initial report this week was that they removed the ping-pong table from their locker room to focus on their opponent um, okay, so like if you ever put it back, are you, you know, announcing that you're not focusing on that opponent that particular <laughs> week? But then Tyreek Hill comes out and says, no, like, what was the story? Like, I just, the table broke. We needed a new one. But didn't Mike McDaniel have like a, you know, a wagon circling moment? Like, yeah, you know, this was all about leadership. That was right. completely and totally exposed by the Tyreek Hill thing. And so that's a like, I'm I'm out on this. Like, this is that, that, I'm just curious for your thoughts. Yeah, I think that everybody kind of jumped on the Mike McDaniel bandwagon a little early. And, you know, we got to stop acting like the Dolphins were this offensive powerhouse. Yeah, they had a good game against the Ravens. Great. Other than that, like, I know even they've had their backup quarterback, whatever. But even before that, it's not like they were dicing everybody up. I think we we jumped on that quarter or good half. It wasn't even a good game against the Ravens. Yeah. We jumped on that way too soon. Again, I keep saying it. Head coach is a management position. There's a lot of things that you have to manage. It's not the same as being a coordinator. And this ping pong table thing, like for, for him to come out and talk about how great that is, he either one knew they were getting the custom ping pong table and, and did set it anyway, or two didn't know they were getting the custom ping pong table. Either way is a bad look for Mike McDaniel. Vikings give the points. Do not even worry about it. And great. You, you can count down the days for, for Tua to come back and, and you think that that's going to fix everything. I am not on that train right now. I will take the Vikings and I will give the point. Next up, we go to Cleveland. The Patriots come to town. The Browns are giving two and a half points. ELG, where are you going? Mm, I don't know. RJ, why don't you go first? <laughs> Cleveland. It's a this is a really insignificant game as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I just yeah. I, I trust the Browns run game. I mean, I think the Bailey Zappi <sighs> experience is like coming down to earth or whatever. Like Patriots run really, game's pretty good. Well, Damian Harris is out now. I mean, you know, like that's. I mean, I know, I know not the biggest factor, but I mean, I just this is like, you know, I'm fine with Scott Hansen giving me like the bare minimum of this game. You know, like I don't <laughs> I don't need a lot from this. Um, so um, I'll, I'll take the Browns. Um. That's just kind of how I feel. Brandon, <laughs> anybody else have any thoughts? <laughs> There's not a lot of juice to this one. I actually think Zappy might be decent. Not good, but decent enough. And uh, I'll take the Patriots. Not, I haven't been the biggest Jacoby Brissett believer. Obviously, you really let the, the – um, I don't mean to let 
the Browns down. He let stats down. Oh, big to, time uh, last week. I was going to look like week. a genius for picking mm. them. They're in the red zone. All they got to do is get that field goal. I'm in great shape. And he throws a horrible interception. Crusher you me. You would have looked fine. A genius is a bit of an exaggeration. Your, your whole like, would have been a good pick. No, but your whole premise is predicated on the team that like completely and totally like falls apart in the fourth quarter, completely and totally falling apart in the fourth quarter. So congrats. genius. Yeah, I would have been a genius. Thanks a lot. Thank Jacoby Brissett. Thanks for nothing. I'll take the Patriots. I think they're going to run all over Cleveland and I'm yep. getting points in this game. I don't care that it's zappy, whatever. Give me the Patriots. Next up, Bengals in New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are getting two points coming off a monster performance by Taysom Hill, RJ. Are you going to take them this week? I'm I'm officially I mean we knew that last week's game uh, the Bengals Ravens game was important obviously for the loser of that team and so I think if the Bengals lose this game it's time to like whoa you know what I mean like now now you're on the verge of missing the playoffs type thing and like if you can't beat this team you know I the Saints burned me last week I locked against them and obviously that you know it just again was awful um I'm going to take the Bengals begrudgingly. Um, I'm not super confident in it. Like, get Jamar Chase going. What are we waiting for? Like, how is this taking so long? You know, like, just figure it out. I mean, just, the, like, you know, throw throw it to him, like, 15 times. Like, why is this a hard thing to do? And I'm not saying there aren't other qualified pass catchers in the Bengals' offense. I don't need to hear about Joe Burrow and the Superdome and Louisiana and LSU. Just go win. Get it done. Get this back on track. This is a weird, wonky ride for the Bengals. Thought the Saints win last week was not sustainable in the sense that are you really gonna count on Taysom Hill to like 112 rushing yards and three touchdowns? Not really where you're going to be able to win each week. Also, that Seahawks like non non-punt, not even like a just a block punt, like just not punting the ball when he should have punted <laughs> the ball. Uh like again, like this not the most sustainable way to win. Uh no one has really pointed this out before, but the Eagles own the Saints first round pick this year. It's currently at number 10 overall in the 2023 NFL draft. Um so certainly the Eagles would stand to benefit from another Saints loss. I'll take the Bengals getting the points here. Uh I think the Saints are not uh they've not turned the corner just because they beat the Seahawks. I don't like either one of these teams. I don't know what Cincinnati is doing on offense. How do you have this many good people and you can't move the ball consistently? Taylor. It's really, really upsetting. I don't care that Joe Burrow is going back to the bayou. It doesn't mean anything. I, I, sometimes we just get lazy with some of this stuff. I don't like that. You, My position on the Saints is well documented. I don't like them. I never have. I never will. Can I pick like a 0-0 tie? Hmm. Well, then you would be taking the Bengals to cover. And you would also be um, identifying with your lock um, sort of spirit, always tying. Great. Then I'll do that. But actually Next. losing because it's a lock and you need to win. Agreed. You're yeah. the Colts of the lock segment. Okay. 49ers are in Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Falcons are getting five points in this one. Niners are staying at the Greenbrier. Get ready to hear that 50 times on Sunday. They did not go back home after playing on the East Coast against Carolina last week. RJ? Also, Kyle Shanahan taking on the Falcons again, uh, the team he lost the Super Bowl for as the offensive coordinator. Kyle has lost a few Super Bowls, obviously, uh, in prominent coaching positions. You're trying um, to cut RJ with that. I mean, sorry, you're trying to cut stats with that as if he cares that the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. I know. I, I mean, I'll, <laughs> I'm just like noting it. That's all. I mean, NFL. Who was the uh, defensive coordinator? He the was game. the head coach, by the way. For that oh, game. that's right. <laughs> so My mistake. Crazy. 
I, I think that's a great point. A lot of people are like Dan Quinn's infallible. Like, hey, remember he kind of like oversaw the like worst, you know, come or whatever. Super Bowl anyway, collapse of um, all time. I know, but it, whatever. Anyway, um, I'll take the Niners. Um, this is a weird year for the Niners. Like, I, I don't know how you feel stats. Like, I would have a hard time like getting into this season for the Niners. And like, okay, like you took advantage of the Panthers. You ended Matt Rule's career. Um, what I mean by that is like the Jimmy thing. Like, there's such an obvious ceiling. Like that that is going to like hurt them at some point in time it didn't happen against the Panthers it did happen against the Broncos is it going to happen against like I'm just you're always kind of waiting for that corner that thing to come around the corner and I don't know when it's gonna like is Jimmy even the most dynamic quarterback in this game and I, I don't think highly of Marcus Mariota but like it's a legitimate question I think uh stats you're not gonna like this but uh NFL I, please sorry, hire. I, picked, I picked the Niners just to be clear okay right, yeah ahead. we know um NFL you got to hire D'Amico Ryans as your next head coach. I mean, he's he's awesome. He should be the number one coaching candidate. I don't care if he's a defensive guy. It's not just about the defense, although that's certainly a strong point on his resume. I think he's a great leader and could be a great like Mike Tomlin CEO type. Um, I mean, the San Francisco defense is allowing 11.2 offensive points per game this year. It's crazy. That unit is legit. The Falcons offense uh, I'm not believing in them with Marcus Mariota, maybe a banged up Cordero Patterson and everything, anything that they have going for them. I think the 49ers can very much shut them down. It doesn't even matter if Jimmy has a huge game or not. Um, the defense can really carry them to victory and they will do that and cover the spread. The only thing I'm worried about is the fact that four of the five starting defensive linemen for the Niners are probably going to miss this game. Two are definitely out. I don't think Nick Bosa is going to play either, either, even though Kyle Shanahan keeps trying to hint that he might. I think he wants to keep him out because they play the Chiefs in week seven. I think he wants Bosa fully healthy there. He's kind of dealing with a groin. And the Falcons are plucky. Like, they are not going to go Risky. gently into that good night. The The Panthers, as soon as the Niners got up two scores last week, they closed up shop. They were done. That game was over. The Falcons have shown that they will play hard for all four quarters. And the Niners' defense is really depleted like i mentioned the absences on the defensive line they're also missing aziz alshire one of their linebackers they're also missing jimmy ward they're also missing emmanuel mosley there's like six starters for the niners defense that are going to be out but that falcons defense is terrible they're just not good and the niners are starting to get it together offensively i think they figured out a couple things in the ground game so i will take the niners to cover but it's not going to be a blowout i wanted to add um so I tweeted this after week five was over. Um, NFL teams who have debuted black helmets this season have all lost. We've seen three different instances of that. Um, but what's notable about that is they're all new helmets. The New England Patriots brought back a helmet, right? So they brought back their throwback helmet last week. They had the Bailey Zappi game, whatever. They destroyed the Detroit Lions. So teams bringing back throwback helmets are undefeated. The Chicago Bears debuted a new helmet. It was orange, not black. So that happened, obviously, on Thursday night. They've lost. So all new helmets have lost this season. Meanwhile, all throwback helmets have won. The Atlanta Falcons bringing back the red throwback helmet stats. Does that scare you at all? Yeah, a little bit. I'm not going to lie. That's a sweet it. helmet. Uh, and I, you know, uniforms are a huge factor in the game. Everybody knows it. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're deciding whether or not to uh, place your bet. Jags and Indy to take on the Colts. Colts giving two, RJ. Jaguars. Colts are frauds. I mean, and they spent this whole week and a half, like, feeling proud of themselves for beating the Broncos. And, like, we figured it out. We got some stuff, Matt Run. No, no way. And them, although the Jaguars are like flirting with fraudulency as well, but they're just lesser frauds than the Colts are. I can't wait for the Colts to lose and for them to be like, well, you know, it's uh, it's Michael Pittman's fault. It's Jonathan Taylor's fault. He came back and didn't save us. So whatever. Well, actually, that Jags team is really good. Like we said earlier, like that's what Frank Reich would 
bringing up his own own point he he said that earlier this year uh yeah i mean i'm a big not i'm not like an anti-frank Reich guy obviously it's just that i'm not uh frank reich was the key to the eagles super bowl guy and i think doug peterson deserves more credit it was a bad loss to the texans last week eagles have had some bad losses under doug peterson and typically they bounced back from those except for the disastrous 2020 season so i think the jags can bounce back here uh trevor lawrence needs to play a lot better by the way um I'm taking the I'm taking the Colts. I'm kind of down on the Jags, man. Icebox. You know, I just fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. I'm in the icebox. We all jumped on the Jags, right? Oh, the Jags are good, right? Because Trevor Lawrence started to look a little better. Plus, they had Doug Peterson, so we all thought they were going to be good. They weren't a disaster when they came out of the gate, and everybody was like, the Jags are for real. Yeah, they're really good. They didn't get any blame when they lost to the Eagles because, obviously, the Eagles look really good. Then they go out, and not only do they lose to the Texans, they scored six points in the game. Trevor Lawrence is a turnover machine the past two weeks. Just like he was a turnover machine last year. I'm sorry. I think the bloom is off the rose with the Jags. I don't like the Colts either, for the record. I am no Colts fan. I think the Jags, you know, are not as good as we first thought. Give me the Colts, and I will give the two points. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead. Don't feel great about it. All right. Uh, Last of the early games, Bucks at Steelers. Steelers getting eight and a half points. Everybody knows my thoughts. RJ, what are your thoughts? I... A long time ago, I realized that people call the Pittsburgh Pirates the Bucks because they're pirates. And like the Buccaneers are pirates as well. I thought that was a cool thing. I had never really connected those dots until a handful of years ago. Um, I think this, the Bucks win. Um, I think the Bucks are, there are so many teams in like with weird energy. Like I feel like there are very few teams that what that are just like enjoying their jobs. Like, like there's so many teams that, that are in dysfunction. The Bucks aren't quite in dysfunction, um, but I still trust them. The Steelers are a mess, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'll take the bucks. I'll get the points. I just don't fully trust the bucks here, man. It's tough. Like they, they have not played a brand of football that you feel super confident about. It's just like, okay, they have Tom Brady. Yeah. Have the Steelers come close? No, but like (laughs) eight and a half is a lot though. That's the thing. Yeah. But the, the Steelers are bad and not just because of their quarterback issues. Like they're bad in a lot of ways right now. That's fair. But I will take the Bucks to win, but I'll actually take the Steelers to cover. I don't think it's in a way necessarily that they're like in the game, but I think they could come back late in the game, kind of like just the Falcons did last week and kind of you know, a little backdoor cover action there. It's just too many points. I don't I don't love that. The Steelers have lost four in a row. And you know what? It doesn't matter. If you're a Steelers fan, it doesn't matter. Who cares if you never win another game? All this season is about, all this year is about for you is Kenny Pickett. Does he look good? That's it. It doesn't matter what your record is. doesn't matter about Tomlin's stupid streak. Just figure it out. If you get to the end of the year and all you know is whether or not Kenny Pickett can play, it was a successful year for you. You can go forward with that. All right, let's get when to the, the quarterback's league. name is also an important question for the GM. Kenny Pickett? What? Can he pick it? Let's go to the late games now. Massive, massive game. I can't believe that came from you, BLG. I'm stunned. Bills, it's a good one. Chiefs. Chiefs at home, Chiefs getting points at home. That's kind of surprising to me, BLG. Where are you going in the marquee matchup of this week? Oh, oh my Chiefs. God. What? Well, the second biggest. The biggest. Good job. No. Wait, wait no, sorry, no, no, sorry, no, 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 no. Sorry, RJ. Stats meant to say in the AFC. You know? No, yeah, this yeah, game yeah, is yeah, the yeah. game of the week. This is a bigger uh, game. Is this game on primetime? 
Who can? Yes, this is a primetime spot. Is this game on primetime? Drag him. This is a primetime spot. This does, late game window, does, this is basically a primetime game. Is this game on primetime? Yes or no? It's a showcase. No, game. it's not. Also, DLG, does, this, rain. Well done. does this game feature the NFL's only undefeated team? So no. what? Okay. Does it feature so America's just, team? Wow. Oh I mean, my God. Who cares? Anyway, um, give me the Chiefs, baby. Chiefs at home. I know the Bills are really good. They're they are certainly a juggernaut. And I know out for revenge over time, blah, blah, blah. Arrowhead is a tough place to play. The Chiefs getting points at Arrowhead, that's very tempting. This could be a very close game. This could be a one-point game. Why not? Um, I like the points here. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, um, but I certainly like the points a lot here, I think. Like, how do you guard Travis Kelsey? Like, like that's Travis Kelsey, everyone knew. Like The Raiders knew he was going to be targeted in, in the red zone there. Doesn't matter. Four touchdowns. Can't stop them. Uh, I think it's going to be a big game for the Chiefs, and they win, and at the very least, they cover. On the Travis Kelsey note, um, obviously, the Chiefs traded away Tyreek Hill. So I have all these Cowboys fans like, see, it doesn't matter that the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper. Look at the Chiefs. They they did it, too. It's like, they have what? Travis Kelsey. Like, do you think that like <laughs> that this is the same thing? Um, but whatever. Um, I agree with you, Brandon, in theory. Like, it is so delicious to think, like, you like this might never happen again. Like, you can't really say that. Like, that Patrick Mahomes would be a home underdog. Um, I think that this is, like... I mean, the odds makers are the odds makers, but like this almost feels like trying to will the bills into existence, like make the bills a thing, like, you know, whatever. Um, I'm going to take the bills and I'm going to give the points very, very, very nervously. This is the least confident I've been in any pick this season. And it has nothing to do with the quality of the team I'm picking. It's just it's that, you know, sensitive of a thing. I will say I, it's going to be incredibly annoying hearing all the enough. No, we don't need like stats. You mentioned the burrow Bayou thing. We don't need the coin toss. That's like so dumb and over in the past. The bills. It's the only thing they've done that I haven't been cool with. They whined and complained. No, just go in the game bills. And I don't even think like, like I think we're at the point with the bills where it's like, okay, don't, don't go like upset the chiefs. No, go, go cover, go prove that you're this like elite team. And then all the flowers will be well deserved. I will take the bills. I will give the points. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the Zap, Bills. That's what you get for disrespecting Cowboys Eagles. I will take I, the what? The other no, team. go ahead, Stats. Sorry. Oh, I will take the Bills and I will give the points. I think in lieu of Stats' pick, I think if we should get a Steven Serta, our, our excellent producer, his take, because, you know, he covers the Chiefs, obviously, for Arrowhead Pride. So uh, if, uh, if Steven wants to jump in and uh, give his pick. I actually picked the Bills in this oh. game. Um, I do think there is something to Chiefs being a home underdog, and that's going to piss off Patrick Mahomes. I just think that the Bills' defensive line is going to be too big of a problem for the Chiefs' offensive line that has really struggled this season. And they've still been winning because Patrick Mahomes makes incredible plays. I just don't think they've faced a defensive line quite like what Buffalo mm. has, and I think that's the deciding factor in this game. Plus, the Chiefs don't have anybody in the secondary who can guard Gabriel Davis deep down the field. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge concern for me. Stats, if you're okay with it, I would like to unzap you. This is too big of a game not to get your insight. <laughs> you can't unzap him. I just, yeah, did. once you, no, once you're zapped. Uh, now I can, no, zap him, no. you can't throw that out there. <laughs> can't unzap. I just did, I, for the record, I'm trying to unzap. You can't unzap. Respect mm. the zap. <laughs> Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks getting two points. Uh, everybody loves to throw Geno Smith his flowers, and I guess he's played well, but I couldn't care less about this game. Mm, I don't know, man. Cardinals, pretty uninspiring stuff. Oh, and it's a Call of Duty uh, weekend. 
Oh so just, man! All right, give me the Seahawks. Lock it in, baby. Seahawks. <laughs> Gino has been like legitimately good by like all metrics. Like it's crazy. He's like second in DVOA. He's just like does he lead the NFL in pass rating or he's up there? Like it's it's nuts. Um, and it's that has to be the most unpredictable thing of the 2022 NFL season, right? Like has to be. Like that's insane. It's insane. We're living in that world where the Seahawks could trade a future Hall of Fame quarterback and upgrade. By replacing it with Geno Smith, like that is insane. Um, like, what are the odds on that? Like, what, if you could get odds for that, that'd be that'd be crazy. I mean, the um, Niners did it, Joe Montana. Okay, so it's it's hap- they they upgraded a quarterback, but they didn't have like, but they didn't. I mean, have, it wasn't like, it wasn't they, a surprising. I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah, but Steve Young is a former first overall pick. They didn't have like the Geno Smith equivalent. I know. Of- Again, I'm not saying I'm not saying that was a shocking. I'm just saying it's happened before. Well, you're zapped. I don't want to hear from you anymore <laughs> on this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks oh, with the with the. I think like we should react to the zaps in the future. Yeah. If you're getting zapped, uh, just a little. I I reacted for you, RJ. Uh, uh, I just want to make my pick real quick. Seahawks plus two. What's your pick, RJ? I will take the Seahawks. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks. You can't go against Kyler Murray in Call of Duty. That 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 correlation is far far too strong. The Carolina Panthers are going to start uh, PJ Walker against the Rams. Yeah. The Rams are favored by 10 points in this one. And I got to say, I don't like anything the Rams have going on right now. I, I, I'll wait to give my pick. But uh, BLG, where are you going? How many games are, are like, there's just so many teams who aren't good in the NFL. And it's like, well, this team isn't good, but they're more a little bit better than that other bad team. Like, I feel like that's a, it's giving a lot of that kind of energy here. <laughs> uh, give, me this, give me the Panthers outright, because here's why. Uh, outright. Outright. Here's why. Rams stink, man. You look by like any metric, they're bad. They're legitimately very bad. They, they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Matthew Stafford isn't right. We all knew that was going to be an issue coming into the season. You look at point differential, they're bottom five. DVOA, they're towards like they are not good. They're not a good football team. Are the Panthers? No. But how many times have we seen in the NFL head coach gets fired? There's like that instant bump. It doesn't last usually, but there's that instant bump because everyone's on notice. Like the players want to step up, especially I think here before the trade deadline still. If you're a Panthers player, this is your time to kind of like, all right, let me put some good film out there because maybe <laughs> some team can kind of rescue me and get me out of here. So give me the Panthers outright. I could see DJ because like Christian McCaffrey's not getting traded, but I could see DJ Moore being mm. like, I, I can get free. Like DJ Moore has the like hole in the wall behind the poster um, in in Shawshank. Um, he, he has a path. It's a difficult one, but he has a path. Um, I will take the Panthers to cover, but I'm not confident enough to take them to to win outright. I respect the boldness, Brandon. But, um, you know, we said this about Joe Burrow um, entering week three, and I know they won partly because of the Tua thing. Um, but it was like, well, you know, he went up against TJ White and Micah Parsons in the first two weeks of the season. Like that, that's a lot of like the problems that they were dealing with. Um, similarly, the Rams who do stink, I'm not denying that whatsoever, but they've gone up against maybe the two best defenses in the NFL in the last two weeks and the Niners and the Cowboys. And so, and I understand the Panthers defense is plucky to use your Falcons word. maybe that's just like the theme of the NFC South this year. Um, but they're not the Niners or the Cowboys. And so I could tell, I think that's, I, I don't know how you can give 10 points to this Rams team against anybody. I mean, really like, yeah. but, but they can certainly win. Um, and, and I do think, I mean, they, they can win in, in flashes. Cooper Cup at a 75 yard touchdown last week against Trayvon Diggs. I mean, so I, I mean that like, I think that that's I'll, – I'll take the Rams to win, but I would definitely take the Panthers to cover. The Rams' offensive line is horrible. It is terrible. The Panthers' defense is not terrible. They're okay. Brian Burns can do some things. I think he's going to get after Matt Stafford a little bit. And I actually feel better about the Panthers' offense without Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you, than I do with Baker Mayfield. Walker's been able to get in there and do some interesting things. 
I don't, I'm stunned at this line. The Rams might win, but I don't think there's any way they cover the 10 point spread unless the Panthers just completely keep turning the ball over. I will take Carolina and I will take the 10 points. All right. The time has come. Sunday night football, Cowboys, Eagles, RJ, Eagles favored by six and a half points over your Dallas Cowboys. How are you feeling about this one? Well, I know this is a shock, but I uh, have talked about this game a lot this week on some some podcasts. I'll have a few more things to go after this. And um, this line moved. It opened at five and a half. It got down to four and a half, and then it jumped up to six and a half. And so, um, you know, Mike McCarthy had the quote last week where nobody's underdog. I, I, I mean, to spoil the pick, I, I didn't come this. I said this exact line to Brandon. I didn't come this far not to pick the Cowboys. I'm, I'm going to take them to win outright. Um, I, but it, it will have to be you know, along the same lines of the way they've won, presuming Dak does not play. I, I think that there's a, a door of possibility open for that. I, I, it's an admitted incredible, you know, unlikely thing, but I mean, this is, I, I think the Niners have an argument for the best defense in the NFL, but I don't think they have like a Jordan level impact player the way Micah is. I don't mean that to what? disrespect. What? Look, look, <laughs> Hold Micah, on. Micah Parsons <laughs> is, is on a different level than any defensive player in the NFL. No, not, he's not. Not, not named Aaron Donald. No, um, he's not. I'm over sorry. Bosa? I, yeah. What are you yeah. out of your mind? I, I would take but like, him over. But like not even Bosa's not even in the same class. I mean, I'm not saying there's like a massive gap between the two, but I You just I do, said no one's on his level. Not right now. Not at this moment. I mean, like what? you're all over the place right this, now. No, like again, Micah is Micah had a groin issue last week in the second half and had two sacks, including the game winner. Like he's just right now at a different level. I'm not saying that we've never seen Nick Bosa play like that or anything like that. Again, I'm a big fan of Nick Bosa, but so I, I mean, it's, and it's not just Micah. Like, it, I mean, you stats, you've seen the Niners win games this way, right? With superstar defensive players and other great players around them, yep. inept offenses. And you thought <laughs> there's no way they can't do it. They cannot go to LA, the super intimidating house that is Rams house and win in week 18 and punch their playoff ticket. They can't, they cannot go beat that offense. They simply cannot do it. And I understand Jimmy Garoppolo different because like apples, apples has been able to do some things offensively. I don't know that I feel that way about Cooper rush, but I do feel that way about Tony Pollard. He's had explosive plays in three of their four wins so far, and that's not sustainable to count on him to have, you know, 40 plus yard plays, but none of this is sustainable. Like, like what is up <laughs> is down. Like what is left is right. Like we are in the full upside down. And I hope that, uh, you know, you are able to live that way in an ad free version of Netflix, which we should all be able to have no matter what, there shouldn't be some sort of price increase, but I will take the Cowboys to win. Um, this is just, this is weird. I don't, I don't, I mean, this was Stats you mentioned when we were talking about the, the commanders, like the worst thing as an NFL fan or sports fan is not having any kind of hope whatsoever. That was life after week one, rightfully mm -hmm. so, objectively so. And they have yanked themselves out of that abyss and are now here. Um, I'll take them. I feel very good about it. RJ, what's our bet going to be? Because we let the listeners down. We did not get to our bet on the mixtape at all. I forgot to do that last oh, you know, night. I, I meant to bring that up as you were like trashing Nick Sirianni and being like, well, why isn't he wearing the Actually, Dallas can I, shirt? If can, he's I ask, it. can I ask stats that question? If you're okay with it, sure. Stats. Let's talk about you, it. Like objectively, I brought this up to Brandon on our live show. Nick Sirianni wears a beat Dallas shirt ahead of the oh, big no, time not matchup. This question. I thought you meant the bet. No, I'm this question. Nick Sirianni wears the beat Dallas shirt last year. This Took the big L, right? They're six and a half point favorites. They're the only undefeated team in the NFL. They're at home. They have all these positive vibes going. No beat Dallas shirt this week. What's that say? Let's say not uh, nothing that doesn't he's say he's not trying either. to piss off philadelphia fans um, yeah okay. i feel like 
You're both they, wrong and dumb. But there's the nothing bet, to gain than okay. everything to lose by wearing that shirt. Here's the bet. And this is what we're going to do, Brandon, for content sake. We're going to tweet out that we made our bet on this show and get sure. all the Cowboys and Eagles fans to come listen to the Espionation. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. And if if the Cowboys lose, and I'll, we'll just go straight up. All right, I, I, I'll give you the points here. If the Cowboys lose, I will make – it won't be elaborate, but I will make a beat Dallas shirt it will probably be like a plain white shirt and Sharpie to be very clear here. You and I will, and I will wear it yeah. for our next mixtape. Mm, I think you have to wear it on the uh, look ahead too. Okay. So two shows. Um. All right. And wait, what if the Eagles? Exactly. Lose? The well, Eagles I, lose? I, I came up with my side. I would like Brandon to come up with something similar. Um. Uh. Why don't I write a post? No, for... you don't get to benefit from this. You don't get to create on content. blogging the boys. Okay. Okay. Or blogging the boys. I will write the post. You can post it on blogging the boys. Uh, I can share it on, you know, I can drop it into BGN's layout. So, it, you know, it's seen there too. Um, at least 150 words, you know, uh, about, but not too long because like time constraints, that's kind of tough. I have a lot of things to do, but I can at least 150 words, um, you know, respectable, not just like a, a sentence or two uh, about uh, why the Cowboys are like the top team in the NFC. Um. Okay, let's do this. Let's both do a post. All right, so I'll, I'll write one too if the Cowboys lose, but sure. I, I would like to ask for something else. So that okay. we're, we're, it's, it's even, sure. Steven. We're both doing a post. Yep. I'll make the beat Dallas shirt. If the Cowboys win, you have to wear an Eagles t-shirt. It could be a Bleeding Green Nation t-shirt, anything you want. And the way I tweet out my Victory Polo Monday shirt, you have to tweet out Loser T-shirt Monday. <laughs> okay. A selfie of you wearing it. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right. Is that, no. is that a good bet, Stats? Did we put enough on the line? I think you missed an opportunity. Didn't you notice earlier when BLG took off his hat, he's bald? I don't mind being bald. Yeah, Dude, but you could write. You, wow. you should have to write "Beat Philly" on his head. I don't want to write things on Come my on, head, man. <laughs> no one. I mean, Be I don't mind creatively. being bald, but I don't need to get that close. I don't think people need what to see is, that. What much. is this? <laughs> Forget wearing a t-shirt. Wear it right on your dome. All Beat right, Philly. All right. Anyway, um, it's time for my pick. My lock of the week. Let's not overthink this. Once again, it's Cooper Rush. The Eagles can beat Cooper Rush. Jonathan Gannon, for all his faults, and he's been obviously more good than bad this year, but for all his faults, the Eagles defensive coordinator has always been able to shut out or stop the bad quarterbacks. That is not obviously the biggest accomplishment, but it is something worth noting. He does not get beat up by the bad guys, unlike some other some other uh, defensive coordinators out there. The Eagles match up very well against this team. If they want to avoid Trayvon Diggs, who can make some game-changing plays, they kind of can. They can just throw to whoever he isn't covering, whether that's Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown or even Quez Watkins. However, Dallas Goddard is going to be a big factor. However, they want to match that up. Eagles have what it takes to stop the Cowboys running attack on early downs, which is going to force Dallas into some uh, second and longs and third and longs where Cooper Rush will have to throw more and throwing more to receivers who the Eagles are more qualified to cover than ever with a cornerback trio of Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox, who looks like he will be back this week. We'll see officially once the injury report comes out, but he's trending in a positive way. Eagles offensive line is also much better. They are banged up, make no mistake, but they are much better even so than any offensive line the Cowboys have played recently. Think about these offensive lines the Cowboys have played. The Giants stinks. The Bengals, terrible. The Rams have one of the worst offensive lines in the nfl even the bucks week one they were banged up obviously the cowboys lost that game but like the cowboys have not played an offensive line anywhere near as good as this eagles offensive line thus far this season 
Eagles are going to win this game and cover. I made it my lock. I believe in it wholeheartedly. Eagles will move on to 6-0, and well on their way to getting the number one seed in the NFC as they enter their bye week, week seven. This game is like the opposite of the Giants game. Everyone, like with the Giants, if they beat the Ravens, everyone's going to say, oh man, the Giants are for real. I feel like with the Eagles, if they don't beat the Cowboys, I feel like people are going to be like, are we really sure that Philadelphia is the best team in the NFC? I don't know. They lost to the Cowboys. They lost to Cooper Rush. But I will say I agree with a lot of what you said, BLG. The Eagles are constructed to be able to win this game. They're solid on the defensive line. They're solid on the offensive line. You've got your starting quarterback. You've got all your weapons on offense. You should win this game. There's no excuse for the Eagles to lose this game, especially if they do want to be that number one seed in the NFC. And I'll say this. You lose this game, I'm not convinced they will be the number one seed in the NFC. I'm going to say it. And you cannot lose to a division rival with a backup quarterback. You just can't do it. When when you have to like announce yourself, like this, you have to like pound your chest this game. You have to you have to say there's no threat to us. The way we talked about the Bills, go to Arrowhead and win. You're at home. You're six and a half point favorites. I agree. Half the win. This would be a huge letdown for Philly. You don't want to go into the bye week coming off a loss to a division rival. When I mean, if they do win this game, you I mean. I don't want to guarantee it or anything, but like that number one seed looks pretty damn good. So there's kind of a lot at stake for Philly. I just can't, I can't pick Cooper Rush. I can't pick that to continue. In order for the for the Eagles to lose, Jalen Hurts is just going to have to lay an absolute egg. I don't think he's going to do that. Even if he doesn't play great, I just don't think he's going to pee down his leg. So I do think that Dallas defense is really, really good, but I think that Philly has enough in the tank to get by. Uh, I will take the Eagles, and I think I will give the points. Mm. Mm. Steven, that means that I, for the Dallas Cowboys, am in the icebox. Fun fact about the icebox. Winter is coming. Burn! I'm in the icebox. We have one more game quickly to get to. That is the Monday night football game. The Denver Broncos are in L.A. to take on the Chargers. Chargers giving four and a half points, RJ. One sentence. The Broncos stink. And the Chargers will win. The Broncos stink, and the Chargers will win and cover. Kurt Warner told me on Wednesday that Russell Wilson is just flat out missing throws. Forget about what he's seeing or not seeing. This is not a sentence. What are you That's doing? That's going to continue. I will take the Chargers. I will give the points. That is a sentence. It could be a long sentence. No. Stats, I wanted to get your thoughts on something as we close. I just saw this on Twitter. Apparently on uh, Mariners Reddit, there are some Mariners fans who, um, by the way, the Mariners down 0-2 in the ALDS, want to host and throw a parade for this team, even if they lose. What? And no. don't win. Disgusting. As a thank you for you know being a playoff team for the first Thanks time. Thanks for making the years. playoff once every <laughs> quarter century. No, that is pathetic. And the Mariners were just happy to make the playoffs, and you can tell. And they have peed down their leg in this Astros series. They I have peed down their leg tuck. Worst yeah. decisions I have ever seen. Scott Service, their manager, is just like it's like he's trying to tank the series. No, no parade. That is such a loser. That is gross, but that's what it is in Seattle if you're a baseball fan. They have beaten the hope and the expectation out of you. You're just grateful that they make the playoffs once every two decades. Thanks for ending the show on a great note, RJ. (laughs) Everybody, please rate, review, follow the SB Nation NFL show. Good luck to everybody with your picks. BLG, I hope your team wins because I don't want to see the Cowboys ever win another game. And you don't want to have to give credit to Mike McCarthy, which you said he would do if the Cowboys won this game. That's true. I will. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. 
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Property Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.